Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church podcast. More information about Saving Grace is available at savinggracesda.org. I'm so happy that I can be with you again. And I know that the Lord is good all the time. And I, I can listen to you saying all the time, God is good. But I'm telling you, it has been reinforced a while ago. Take my hand. Mr. Moody, is it? Take, take my hand. She must have somebody nice beside her. Take my hand, precious Lord. Lead me on. Isn't that wonderful? If all of us would say that meaningfully, in a surrendered way, oh, what, what a world. What a world. And this explains what I want to say to you first of all, and very clearly. John 3.17. Remember I said to you that quite a number of people know 16, and we repeated it not long ago, but 17. Look at, look at this message in the song. John 3, 17, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Take my hand. That's, that's, what, that's what the text is saying. Give your hand to the Lord because that's the purpose of his son being around. Let him take the hand and lead, lead to the throne of God. Isn't that something? And so I'm glad I'm alive. How about you? And all God is great and all God is divine. And though he may seem to be four days late because he's divine, he's on time. And when it seems as if you're down to nothing, then let faith tell you that God is up to something. For no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. So let everything that hath breath then praise the Lord and let the redeemed, come on now, and let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Once you've been redeemed, I mean you feel good. Good. So the redeemed should say, praise the Lord. Amen. Oh yes, and let everything that hath breath must just praise the Lord. I like Psalm 103. And he says there, praise the Lord, oh my soul. Come on now. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Isn't that wonderful? Truly wonderful. Let's pray. Loving Father. We give you thanks for having been so wonderfully good to us. Spared our lives to this day, and you have given us the hope of a glorious tomorrow. We want to thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want us to note something special. 
the, the, the caption, the caption does not say John is missing the mark. Uh, but it says missing the mark. So if you're not John but you are James, it could well apply to you. Or Sarah, Olive. It's not like the other day I was just there thinking, you know, we have a lot of perversions going on on the planet. And the Lord never had it in the first place as Adam and Steve or Eve and Olive. You know, it, our Lord has set things, you know, in the correct order. And we want, as a people, to acknowledge that he has everything in order. Now, when we are out of order, as little kids, you know what, what we used to get when we were out of order back then. But, but the Lord Jesus and Elder Campbell mentioned it. In Matthew chapter 6 and, and verse 9, he brought it out there. And the Lord Jesus, giving the model prayer, he says, when you pray, say, our Father. Now, the Lord being our Father, and then we are out of order, then who is going to do the spanking? Yes. Come on now. Amen. Uh, uh, who is going to do the spanking? The Father. And the Lord Jesus said, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven. So we have got to be so careful. I mean, so mindful and so careful. Because our God, our Father, he has the last word. Come on now. So now we come to missing the mark. Now this missing the mark, is a connotation for a word, a small word, three letters called sin. S-I-N with the I in the middle. Notice that. I will ascend. Come on. I mean, and I will be. Eh? And I will do. So where is God now? Amen. And that's why it is sinful. For well do we understand that in Matthew, Sister Lyra, in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24, he says, if a, you know, if a man will come after me, any man, yes. let him deny himself and take up his cross, and follow me. In other words, it's not I. Hmm? It's not I, but Christ. Not I, but Christ. Beloved and exalted. Come on now. Not I. So, the thing becomes sinful when that I is in the middle. And then I gets 
at the top. Yeah. Come to think of it. If you're eye centered, I mean in the middle, <laughs> and then you put eye at the top, look at trouble. And so we are saying here that this is the connotation. And, 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 and one of them, if there are many more, but this one, missing the mark, it comes from a Greek word known as hamatia. And it is missing the mark. Now, what's the mark? That's the big question. What is the mark? Now, the, the, 40, the 30, no, the 48th verse, that's what, of Matthew chapter 5. It, it, it's not to be looked upon as a command. It is not a command. It is an invitation. Come on now. It is an invitation. Be ye therefore perfect. Be ye therefore perfect. Which means, when we go back to John 3, 17, we see there clearly how that God sent not his son into the world to condemn, but that the world through him might be saved. So now, it is through that medium, come on now, that we're going to be perfect. But the opportunity has been given for us to be perfect. So the mark is perfection. Spiritual perfection. Which can be realized only through the blessed Lord. Only through the blessed Lord. That's why the people in Palestine the Jews, the Pharisees, you know, among the Jews, and the scribes among the Jews, the Sadducees among them, and the Essenes, all of them had different concepts about Jesus. The Pharisees couldn't believe that one so lowly, you know, I mean, without anything. Parents had to use turtle dough, you know, you know, to offer him up and all the rest of it. Turtle dough. And the other folks would come with bullock. <laughs> the turtle dough. So they couldn't see how that this lowly person could be the Messiah. They couldn't understand it. Then we had the Sadducees. And the Sadducees says, well, look, why are we worried about tomorrow and all them? Th There's no such a thing as resurrection. We just live it up. As a matter of fact, these folks around are going to go on talking and talking. And that other one there called Jesus, that's what he's going to do just like the others. He's going to just come talk. And, and, and we're going to eat, drink, and be merry. Because here is where we're having it all and here is where it's going to be. No hereafter. The Sadducees. Come to think of it. Now the Essenes, they are not going to mingle with anybody. They don't, want, they don't want to be contaminated. So they're going to... I tell you. They're going to stay apart from they will have nothing to do 
It's like in England when they had the Puritans. Oh, the Puritans, they're pure religion. You know, pure religion. But I want you to understand here now that the scribes, of course, they, they are the ones who claim that they're putting things right in the book. And, 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 and where, wherever they put the law and whatever they say about it, that's what the people around are supposed to observe. The scribes. But they had a big problem. A big problem. And the problem is found, Sister Gray, right there in Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse 13. They had a problem there. The blessed Lord himself made it clear about Israel about the descendants of Abraham. He said, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and hewed them out cisterns. Come on now, broken cisterns. That can hold no water. No one, just think of it. What have they done? They have forsaken him. When we, when we look at the New Testament. John chapter 1 and verse 11. He says, and he came to his own. Hmm? He came to his own, but his own received him not. But I want you to understand that John 3, 17 connects with John 1, 12. The connection is right there. You see, this gospel is a wonderful gospel. Amen. Great message. A wonderful reality built by God. And I want you to understand here that he said, but as many as received him. I'm talking about Jesus now. Talking about Jesus. As many as received him, to them gave he the authority to become the sons of God. To them that believe on his name. Isn't that wonderful? So that missing the mark is a serious thing. I can remember as, as a young man, I was just getting out of my teen ages. Getting out of the teen years. And I was taken to a place called Trittenham Park. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how many of you know that place. Going to Spanish Town. And we had a range there of 600 yards, a 600 yard range, where we used to shoot at the target and practice. And 
You could be a marksman, a first class, or you don't class at all. But, but the point of the matter is, there is such a thing known as bullseye. The bullseye. And, and we had to aim at the bullseye. Now the bullseye was called the mark. I mean, that's the mark you're really trying to hit. And I myself, have, I have had experiences of firing my shot from 200 yards and, and it missed the mark. Yeah. But I caught the mark a few times well. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I came, out, I came out to be a marksman. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And don't try to run from me because you, you, you just stop and beg me not to shoot. <laughs> But I'm saying here that I have had that experience and that helped me back there Amen. to understand what this missing the mark is really all about. There's a mark of perfection in Jesus Christ himself. And we understand in the scriptures what sin is. When we study into Romans, Romans chapter 14, and it's there at verse 23. It says, that which is not of faith is sin. If it is not of faith, it is sin. You know, the folks who had the problem of eating, you know, different uh, kind of meals. That which was, you know, presented to images. And so Paul had that problem there with them. But he told them, that which is not of faith. If you're going to eat and you're not too sure about what you're eating. And it's not filled with faith in God that this is his word and I believe Amen. that which is not of faith he says is sin oh yes I want you to understand something here that this matter of Christianity because it was designed by the creator who has never and will never make a mistake because it is such a perfect plan it calls for our attention our seriousness we have to look into this plan of redemption seriously designed by god who said if any man lack wisdom his servant said james said it back there if you lack wisdom James 1 and verse 5. If you lack wisdom, ask of God. Who give it to all men liberally. And he upbraid it not. Upbraid it not. And it shall be given him. Come to think of it. So then, that's the source of wisdom. 
our God, there's where wisdom truly is. Capitalized wisdom. So he made no mistakes Amen. in his designing this plan of redemption. Therefore, it's a serious matter. And he's saying, if we do not have the perfect person controlling our lives, we are missing the mark. Missing the mark. Now we have another text that we can deal with for sin. It's there in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 17 where it says that that, or coming back again, all unrighteousness is sin. Is sin. Of course it goes on to saying and that there is a sin that is not unto death. But I want us to understand that it is saying here that all that is unrighteous all unrighteousness is sin and why <laughs> because you're missing the mark the mark of per perfection that's why all unrighteousness is sin because you have missed the mark come on now then the other one in first john 3 and verse 4 which we say so often the transgression. Sin is the transgression of the law. And so we know the law of God, and when we transgress the law, we sin. And when we sin, we miss the mark. Come on now. And then the next one that we come to is James. Chapter 4 and verse 17. And there it tells us very clearly. The person who knows to do good and doeth it not. To him it is sin. What is he doing? Missing To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. Now notice to him. When we begin that sentence, notice to him. It is sin. You could leave the other parts out. To him it's sin. <laughs> to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. To him <laughs> it's sin. It is sin. So that we do not want to miss the mark. We do not want on a daily basis to be missing the mark. Remember the lesson we studied. The lesson has a lot to do with how man was made. We are studying a very important lesson. Man was made in the image of God. Made in his image. In other words, he was endowed with, with power. Yes. With strength to create. Amen. Look at the telephones. Yes. Look at this little thing. 
you carry around with you and how much it can do. Man was made in the image of God, the power to create. Come on now. To create. And, and, and man was also given wisdom to discern. Wisdom and determination to be tenacious. To hold on within the realms of the positive and the worthy. Made in the image of God. And what's the plan of redemption? all about. The plan of redemption is to restore in man the image in which he was created so that the Lord sent not his son into the world to condemn but that the world through him might experience that image again in reality. And when we refuse to follow the Lord when we refuse to accept Jesus, we are missing the mark. The mark of perfection. And perfection comes through Jesus Christ. His life is the perfect life. Amen. Represented by that white robe. Amen. Represented by the robe that the prodigal father asked to be thrown on him, the prodigal boy. Amen. The righteousness of Jesus. He had to be covered in order to go into the house. Come on now. For us to make it into the kingdom of God, we must be covered by the righteousness of Christ. When we do not have that, we are missing. And we have missed the mark. The mark of perfection. You know, the blessed Lord is so good. Sometimes I cry. When I think of how good God is. I have done some things in my life. Of which I can never in this world be proud. Never. But the blessed Lord never gave up on me. What a God. Why is he always after us. To bring us to himself. Why? Why is he after us to restore in us the image in which we were created? Why? Because we are important. We were made in his image. Sometimes we get down to people older than I am. Who have not yet accepted Jesus. And Jesus is still after the person. God is still after that person. No wonder the Apostle Paul puts it this way. Who can separate us? Amen. Who can separate us? Romans 8 and verse 35. Who can separate us from the love of God? Who can do it? Tribulation can't even come in there to do that. <laughs> oh no. Distress. <laughs> Word that. <laughs> Persecution. Can't come in there to do that. Uh, not even famine. No peril. No sword. No. None of them can come in there. No wonder when we get to verse 38. The apostle Paul says. I am persuaded. 
I mean, the love of God is so strong. And every day it is strong. Every day. I am persuaded, he said. In other words, here is a man who was involved in the stoning of Stephen. Had done, like, committed murder, so to speak. No wonder in, in, in Timothy, when he was speaking to, to Timothy, Timothy, 1 Timothy 1 and verse 15, he, he says, you know, come to think of it. This is a faithful saying. Yeah. And worthy of all acceptation. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. No wonder he said that. So that he is qualified to say what he said to the Roman. Romans 8 and verse 38. I am persuaded, he said, that neither death nor life nor angels. Come on now. Nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Uh, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. Nothing. Amen. Will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus. Folks, I am saying to you that the Lord wants us to keep on the mark. And not missing the mark. Because he who misses the mark. Has already missed out. On an eternal existence with the blessed Lord. He wants us to be part and parcel there. With him. Now when we study that little handful of things. How that some people. <laughs> you, ever heard, you ever heard it said elder. I am not what I ought to be, but I'm sure not what I used to be. I've heard some people say that. And the membership, amen. Do you know that there's something, there's something special about that? Not what I ought to be. But Jesus should come and you're not what you ought to be. What happened? No, no, no. Talk to me, folks. Talk to me. I'm not what I ought to be. And Jesus comes. But I'm sure I'm getting there. You know what that's saying? Salvation by work. This fellow is working his way into the kingdom. <laughs> yeah, he's working and not what I, I used to be. <laughs> but, but, you know, not what I should be, but um, I'm sure getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> Brethren, listen to me. Let me tell you something. That's erroneous. It's not something good to cherish. It's not something good to cherish. And I'll tell you why. Let me tell you why. It is made very clear. Very clear. And Paul himself said that being justified by faith. Amen. Romans chapter 5. First one. It's right there. We are at peace with the blessed Lord. Justified. You know the word justified? As if you had not sinned. In other words, you accept the righteousness of Jesus now, right now. And because you accept him now, 
you go through that door and you're struck dead, you're okay. Yes. Oh, yes. You're not what you ought to be. Seventh-day Adventist for so many years. And you're not what you ought to be. Don't let anybody hear you say so. Don't let anybody hear you say that. Not what they ought to be. Listen to me. When you accept Jesus, you are what you ought to be. <laughs> are you listening to me? When you accept Jesus, you have it right. A little talk with Jesus makes it right. Covered. Now what happens from then is that you have got to stay with him in order to be an overcomer. A constant overcomer. Because well do we know that the Lord Jesus is saving us from the condemnation of the law in the first place. So we are not missing the mark when we are saved from the condemnation of the law. The law condemns. When the man breaks the law or transgresses the law, he comes under the condemnation of the law. But he goes to the blessed Lord and he asks for forgiveness. Amen. What does 1 John 1 and 9 say? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive. Faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that, that strong detergent that is in the blood of Jesus is strong enough to wash away every guilty stain. And when we come to him in sincerity of heart and pour out our all to him, he justifies us. And it's as if we had not sinned. So you move from him with a shout of hallelujah. Because a little talk with Jesus made it. <laughs> made it right. So you're no longer missing the mark. Come on now. Because you now have the mark. In your hand. In your heart. You're not missing the mark. The perfection of the blessed Lord. Is all over you. Because you have accepted the perfect one. Jesus. No wonder we read it in Acts 4 and verse 12. It says, neither is there salvation in any other. You know, the, the folks there working their way. Oh, and Abraham is our father and so forth. And by virtue of Abraham being our father, we have it made. Oh, every man has got to stand up before the blessed Lord and ask for forgiveness. And Listen to me. The remission of sin is promised only to those who repent. Pardon for sin is promised only to those who repent. Who repent. Now the, the main thing I want us to go away from here with today is We have been created in the image of God. Amen. And the Lord wants us 
to deport ourselves as if we have been made in his image. You understand what I'm saying? In other words then, when we study this little text, Psalm 46 and verse 10, it says, be still, come on now, and know that I am God. Oh, that's not all. He said, I will be exalted among the heathen. How is he going to be exalted among the heathen? Through those who know him. Who, through those who have accepted him. And those who do not yet know him would see him through them. Through us. He said, I will exalt it in the earth. I mean, all over. I like that. So that having been made in his image, we owe it to God to be godly. Are you listening to me? We owe it to Christ to be Christ-like. We've been made in his image. And we don't want to miss the mark. The mark of perfection. When he spoke with those folks back then through his servant, Isaiah, chapter 43, and verse 6. We can start at verse 5. He says, fear not. You know, when you stop to think of it, fear not. For I am... I am with you. I am with thee. He says, I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee unto the west. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Now, what about the next verse now? He said, everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. Come on now, folks. Created him for my glory. He said, I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. We were made in the image of God to glorify God. And so the Lord does not want us to miss the mark. Come on now. He does not want us to miss the mark. So that when we refuse to accept Jesus, when we refuse to let him lead out in our lives, we are saying, in essence, we don't care about missing the mark. But you have heard about Israel. We're coming to the end now. And this great message, commission, was, was taken from them as a nation and given to the Gentiles. So we are not national Israelites, but we are spiritual 
Israelites. Spiritual Israelites. And in first Peter, I like this. Look at Peter, the fisherman. But a servant of the Lord. Amen. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. Being spiritual Israelites, he said, Ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. Come on now. A peculiar people that you should show forth. No, you listen to me now. And look at that. That we should show forth the praises of him. Come on now. The purpose for which we are existing. As Israelites. Spiritual Israelites. To show forth the praises of him. Who had brought us. Come on now. He called us. He brought us from darkness. To this marvelous light. That we have the light of truth. Jesus himself. So we are existing for a special purpose. And if we do not, we keep missing the mark. And here comes the closing verse. Back again, James 4 and verse 17. We looked at it already. To him. Come on now. Come on now, folks. After having heard the whole works. Yeah. As a matter of fact, let me take you before that to what James actually said to the folks back there. In, 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 in James 1, I believe I have it right, and verse 22, it says, Be ye doers of the word. And not hearers only. Be doers of the word. And not hearers only. Amen. Deceiving yourself. So to him that knoweth to do good. Amen. Come on. And doeth it not. What else could it be but sin? Amen. Missing the mark. Missing the mark. Brethren, we don't want to be missing the mark. But listen to me. If when you came here, you came here as a mark misser. Yeah. Let me tell you, you don't have to leave here like Amen. that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You don't have to leave here like that. Because John 3.17 gives the opportunity that we want. He sent not his son to condemn you because you were missing the mark. He is not going to condemn you because, of course, condemnation is coming. But the point is, he is not willing now to do it. Seeing that we are still in the realms of probation. You understand? So he's not now condemning, regardless how you came into this little, this, this building here. I'm nice looking. Regardless, I want you to know that you don't have to leave here like that. 
because the Lord did not come, did not send the son to condemn, but that the world through him might be saved. So to him that knoweth to do good, plan to do it now. And don't miss the mark. How many of you are happy that the Lord has given yet another opportunity to qualify for eternity? May I see you stand for prayer. You're happy for that. Oh, what a God. What a God. Even though we have missed the mark. Sometime back then. There comes a time, I tell you. In the period of our existence. Conscious existence. When we must face the fact. That. This great fact. Listen to it. Obedience is the key to Christian experience. We must face that fact. One of these days, in the period of our existence, one of these days. Amen. And I'm glad that you're rejoicing in the Lord today. I'm glad. Doesn't matter how, when you walk through that door, I don't matter how many things you were guilty of. You don't have to go back through that door the same way. Amen. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. You have united us in a special way. You have given us the formula of Christian unity. You said there's one body. Ephesians 4 and verse 4. One body. One spirit. And you have put them like number 7. For perfection. Perfection. One body. One spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one father of all. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we want to thank you for this Christian unity. United in thee, Lord, we want to stand firm. We want to hold on and give you the praise that is due to your name because we've been made in your image and we've been made to glorify you. Strengthen us, we ask, Lord. Strengthen us. And Lord, with the forgiveness that you're granting today, give us the impetus to serve you constantly. And may, because we come to the place where we serve you fervently, uprightly, faithfully. May we have the grand privilege of reigning with you eternally. Because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. We pray that you have been blessed by the word of God. We are also encouraged to know that God is working through this ministry to touch the lives of others. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email to podcast at savinggracesda.org.